0: Welcome everyone to the Weird World Podcast. I am speaking slowly. Why? Because I'm drunk. Oh. (laughs) I'm Dean. I'm Emma. I'm Carrie. Today Carrie is going to be the one who tells us of the things that we want to know about. (laughs) I want to go to there. Carrie is going to tell us actually, this is a pretty amazing story. I do know the story in advance.
1: And it's one of your favorite kinds of, of stories. Favorites. It
0: is, because this is a truly unusual story. As you know from this podcast, I usually bring the weird. Carrie brings the more of the, um, you know, psychologically twisted, right? <laughs> She's into that kind of thing.
1: Usually.
0: Usually. Today, this is something,
1: a truly weird story from, I believe, the 1930s? No, you are oh, wrong. Shit. I yeah. considered it to be one of your favorite kinds of stories because it's a locked room mystery. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. We love those. It is true. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay. You know what? Emma's talking with her mouthful yeah. of homemade señorita bread mm-hmm. made by
0: me. Dean
1: and Jack. Jack yes. helped. Okay, so anyhow, it's October 1941. Uh,
0: I've got the start of a timeline.
1: So it's not the 30s. I was it close. is indeed the 40s. We're in Denver, Colorado, and a man was found murdered in <laughs> his home, brutally beaten. But when the police responded, they can find no evidence of who may have killed him or how they got into or left the house. Mm-hmm. All the doors and windows are locked.
0: From the inside?
1: No evidence of forced entry. It's truly bizarre mystery. Um,
0: ice bullet next.
1: <laughs> ice bullet. No, he was brutally beaten.
0: Um, ice punching...
1: Well, our victim's name is Philip Peters, 71 years old. He was a retiree from the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad. And he lived with his wife, Helen, on West Moncrief Place. (laughs) And they lived there for like 30 or 40 years, lived there forever. He and Helen had a grown son, of course, Philip Jr., who... Grew up, got married, and lived in Grand Junction, Colorado. Phil was a musician, in mm. addition to working for the railroad and all that kind of stuff. And he was a member of the Denver Guitar Club. Oh. Ooh. He and Helen were quite musical, and they would sometimes give guitar and mandolin lessons. Mandolin. mandolin.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Only I think, to be resurrected in the late 70s in
1: yeah.
0: uh, hard rock bands. Wanted to mix it up a little bit.
1: <laughs> I think they'd give little, they'd have like, they'd arrange like little recitals and stuff like that, too. Oh, how cute. And it was through this uh, guitar club that they met a man named Theodore Conies.
0: Can I call him Ted?
1: I'm going to call him Theodore. All right.
0: How do you spell his last name?
1: C-O-N-E-Y-S. Theodore was born November 10th, 1882 in Illinois. So he's not a Denver native. His father died when he was six. Very sad. He and his mother first moved to Wisconsin. I think they lived on a farm or something like that. Sure. And then his father, like, owned some kind of store, like maybe a hardware store go or dairy. something. A dairy store.
0: A dairy store. They sell milk and cheese and beer. Yeah. Dry through.
1: No. Yeah. It was dry goods. Yeah. So. Rice. <sighs> I'm pretty sure it was a hardware store. Mm. But anyway, Agreed, great. so they, he and his mom, first they moved uh, somewhere in Wisconsin and then eventually ended up moving together to Denver in 1907. So he's an adult by now. sure. <laughs> but he was a, a quite sickly child. Uh-huh. He may have had tuberculosis. It was some sort of respiratory illness. And in fact, the doctor said he wouldn't live past his 18th birthday. Which, of course, he did. But because of this dire warning, his mom ended up taking him out of school. So he doesn't even have a high school education. Oh. Oh. And she forced him into music because it was a, a quiet activity that he could do in the house. He had to stay inside all the time. He couldn't run around because he couldn't breathe real well.
0: So you, you're you going to die soon, son. You will play the mandolin. Yeah,
1: pretty much. And because he, he really liked sports. He wanted to go into sports. But... She said, "Absolutely not, Theodore." So, when they moved to Denver, his mom became a housekeeper at the Denver Democratic Club.
0: Okay, and a a physical place.
1: Yeah. Well, she had to keep house there. I suppose. Yeah. And. And then she died four years later in 1911. Mm
0: -hmm. So he's on his own now, and he's he's sickly. And only knows how to play the mandolin. Yeah, You're not gonna make a huge living in the nineteen. Nope. I don't know. Eleven.
1: And even though his father did leave them a nice, tidy sum of money when he died,
0: from selling a, a lot of uh, rice and dairy products
1: and tools. Yeah, and hardware.
0: Well, like ricers, I'm a, tools. What? You know, ricers <laughs> and um, uh, milk de- jugs. D de- de-, de de neuters. I don't anyway. Know.
1: She had been taken by a con man. No. After they moved to Denver, what? And she was fleeced out of their little nest egg. So after his mom died, he didn't have any money, and he was, you know, essentially became kind of like a drifter, oh, wow. homeless kind of guy. A
0: homeless, sickly drifter. Those don't last mm-hmm. long. No. I don't think. Who plays the mandolin? <laughs> Yep. But you know his mandolin was smashed the first time he started playing it. It had like a drifter you know, yeah. there with the fire in the, in the trash can thing. Yeah, they trashed it.
1: Well, and he was kind of mocked by people. He was very thin. Well, now I feel bad. Very pale. <laughs> you should. Because of his poor health. And he was very sensitive about it. He was actually teaching mandolin lessons. <laughs> what?
0: Like a student
1: worldwide. <laughs> well, at the Denver Guitar Club. Okay. And that's what he was doing in 1912. So this was right after his mom died. I'm going to teach the mandolin, the lute, and the lyre. Sign up, people. (laughs) Well, he must have had somebody who wanted to learn. This is where he met Phil and Helen Peters. Very nice people. Everybody liked them. And they sympathized with him. You know, he was still pretty distraught over losing his mom. What year is this? 1912.
0: 1912.
1: And so they would invite him for dinner, and you know, so they would kind of socialize with him, have dinner with him, and that kind of stuff. And he's like,
0: he's like early twenties, I think.
1: Uh, he twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Twenty eight, twenty nine. He was born in eighteen eighty two. So. Uh, okay. Oh well, so by nineteen twelve he's thirty. Right. Uh, yeah. That's how math works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I'm not good at math though.
0: Yes, you are. I'm not. Oh, oh well okay maybe not but mom is for sure
1: <laughs> so well anyway that's where they meet they're friendly with each other and he ends up leaving denver he he try, you know he's got to get a real job so he dabbles in some endeavors ends up leaving denver that's pretty vague but that's... like sales and he ends up Going to Texas and doing something with oil leases, trying to do something with oil leases, and just never very successful. Okay, just say he dabbles with some endeavors or something. Don't. (laughs) You needed me to be more specific.
0: Agree agree to disagree. Go ahead.
1: And so, anyway, I also, you know, take it he's not. super skilled because he doesn't have in, you know, business yeah. kinds of things. The only thing
0: his mom learned to do is play the mandolin. Yeah, bitch. he's really
2: good at the mandolin.
0: You have two years. You don't really need to be good at anything, son, <laughs> but the mandolin.
1: So I think he's pretty much a drifter, homeless kind of person. He ends up back in Denver in 1941. So he's been gone for a long time. That's it's... a long ass yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, a big chunk of that is depression.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. when there are a lot of people drifting and around, wars and, and shit, two yeah. wars. Mm-hmm. Well, nineteen forty one. Yeah, yeah. We haven't started just the about second the war, one yet. Yeah. So when he comes back to Denver, he remembered nice Phil and Helen Peters, and so he goes to their house, wants to see Phil, see if maybe he'd give him some money and maybe <laughs> something to eat. Is the wife dead now? Okay. She's there. All right. I mean, she's alive, but. Mm. Peters but he barely
0: spoke. It was really icy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No. Phil, as it turns out, was on his way out of the house because his wife had broken her hip and was in the hospital. Oh, my oh God. No. And he was it's going a stereotype, but it's still a tragedy. <laughs> he had to go visit her and he really didn't have anything extra to give to Theodore. Really? So yeah. And you know, it had been decades since he'd seen him. Still, you know, somebody shows up on your doorstep. Sandwich,
0: I bet you have something in the fridge, Phil. Come on, buddy. He's on Extra, the like, money. Yeah. Uh, First you want money, uh, and then
1: maybe a little something to eat. Maybe a ham sandwich. hmm
0: <laughs> We got <have> some leftover <laughs> lamb. Some mint juleps, but... Uh...
1: So Theodore decides to basically start stalking what? Phil. He, you know, hangs out by his house, watching him... You know, learning his routine, seeing, you know, how he comes and goes. He leaves in the morning to, cause, you know, he's retired, but he leaves in the morning to go visit Helen in the hospital. And then every evening he goes to a neighbor's house for a hot meal for dinner because he's a man in 1941 and couldn't oh. possibly make something for himself. He's Papa Hunger, man, in the microwave. And then yeah, those didn't exist in yeah, 1941. I know. What would
0: you do? I would not function. You I absolutely a, would. I'm, what are you talking I guess I had about? A toaster.
2: You would have your bagels. That's true. And your nuts and your fruit. Yeah, as long you as you would just have to go to
1: the grocery store. <laughs> as long as <laughs> you don't have. have to thaw out a frozen bagel, That's, you'd be fine. I don't know how to thaw things
0: in the microwave. I called your mom. I was she in the was the car. in the car. Yeah, it was it was pretty serious. It was
1: an emergency. <laughs>
2: I thought you called and you never call. Unless it's like actually something bad or right. like, when this
1: are you going to you you be home? home. And so
2: I, and mom was like, oh, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to put you on speaker. I'm gonna, and her energy was, I was like, what's happening? Is okay, he?
1: She overreacts. Is he dying? No, that was
2: literally just because I was driving a car and talking on a cell phone. But I, I just not do got, that. I just got worried. I was like, what's happening? Why? <laughs> Wait, wait! 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 I'm. I'm. Okay. Wait. I'm gonna put you on speaker. I'm put you on speaker.
1: It's I was like, committing a crime. I had to stop it. It's
2: like, damn! My dad's dying. <laughs>
1: no. Okay. So anyhow, um, so Theodore was watching Phil's comings and goings, learning his routine, and so now we're in September 1941. Theodore was watching the house, and one day, and he sees Phil leave, and he notices Phil left through the back door and didn't lock it. Mm-mm. so he decides to go in and get himself something to eat.
0: Which he should have had already, but that's fine. So I'm, I'm on his side so far. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. He never got his ham sandwich. Yeah. So he decides, you know, Phil's going to be gone for a while. He starts looking around the house, and, I mean, he's getting super snoopy. So while he's snooping around through closets and such, in, like, the back bedroom that they use for storage inside a closet. He found uh,
0: Phil's thong underwear.
1: He finds a small opening, right, you know, oh. like a little trap door in the oh, ceiling no. that goes into the attic. No. It was small, but he figures, I'm a skinny man, I can fit through that thing. From all that not eating. This mm-hmm. is such a bad setup.
0: To the to the attic?
1: To the attic. It and it's not when you say attic. Yeah. It's not very large. It's basically a crawl space. Oh wow. It's about Eight feet by four feet. How high? Uh, at its apex, 37 inches. Oh, my God. Good so, God. That's three feet. So he can't stand up. Not even close. Uh-uh. And he can barely... Uh, it's eight feet by four feet, so he should be able to stretch out. Yeah, but, on the long part. But he... Unless the I, trap door is over. I, well, I read, well, I guess
0: when you close it.
1: Yeah. God, I read I mean, that he can't miserable. really, but... Now he'd be able to... So anyway... Straight up. Oof. He decides to move on in. Oh, okay.
0: Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Nice job. He's Echoes of the... Um,
1: Otto in the attic. Otto in the attic, case yeah. number...
0: <laughs> Episode number... <laughs>
1: he sleeps on an ironing board for a bed. And Jesus. Yeah. And when uh, Phil Peters leaves to go visit Helen, he can sneak down and... He can, you know, like go in the icebox and he knows to take just little small amounts of food mm-hmm. that won't be noticed. And
0: like there's a cake left and it has four pieces. He takes a sliver of all four pieces. I don't know how that works. The math doesn't that make made no sense. But still, well, he can it's exactly half a cake. What would you do? You know what he'd do? He'd cut it right down the middle. So now it's like a little bit less than half, but how are you going to know? Yeah.
1: You just cut a small slice off.
0: He's a single slice of ham and a quarter slice of bread.
1: Okay. Okay. Quarter slice. He manages, let's just say. And also, Mr. Peters, it's 1941. He doesn't know his way around a kitchen. Nope. So he doesn't spend a whole lot of time in there. He had to go to neighbors to eat. Yeah. So I hope somebody's buying fresh food for Theodore. (laughs) I'm sure
2: some other neighbor woman is doing it because
0: he's got something probably, you know, who's going to go shopping for me,
1: bread, milk and you know, something. I don't know. So anyway, he,
0: your life must be pretty fucked. If an eight by four by three attic crawl space is better than
1: it was. So he eventually, uh, learns that he can come down and creep around. Even when Mr. Peters is home, if he's real quiet, Mr. Peters doesn't notice that he's there. This is unbelievable. Risky. He even so
0: he's, so Mr. Peters is in bed or watching well, not TV. He would listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. Listen to Amos and Andy, I don't know. And he just creeps down. He must wait till he's in bed at least.
1: Well, at first, he does, but you know, he gets bolder and bolder and starts coming down when he's <laughs> home and awake, and then he makes a game out of it and starts following oh my him God. around. He's from like room to room. So yeah. he turns like,
0: around, he gets behind the door. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what he so was doing. So he's like
2: insane. Mm, well, he's mm. ballsy
0: at this point. Yeah. He's light on his feet. He doesn't weigh much.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, he, he was pretty weak. He was uh, f- about 5'10 mm-hmm. and pretty thin. 94 pounds. Scraggly hair.
0: Scraggly, greasy hair. Because I don't think there's a whole lot of bathing going
1: on. No. No.
0: Well, well I guess he could when he
1: He actually and he um he somehow like tapped into the wiring and was able to fashion like a little light bulb mm-hmm. up there. So he did have a little bit of light. And then he also uh re rig- would
0: be very, very dangerous. Wouldn't that show through the crawl space door?
1: Well, it was in a closet. So in a wait, so how did he get in, in, in? A, sto- it's a in a room that was used for storage?
0: Oh, so you go through the closet, it's like in the kitchen, right?
1: No in a in yeah. like in a, room. a room in the back of the house oh, that was used house, for
0: storage storage and then the crawl space attic thing is in that storage room above yeah. Yes. so if that door is closed yeah okay then
1: yeah no there's potentially two doors that could be closed the closet door and the storage room door oh, okay I'm assuming it was oh, yeah, like right. the kid's bedroom or something yeah. you know that they didn't, they didn't use, use anymore they so so used it for storage
0: yeah going downstairs and taking a bath But then that one time he left a pube on the soap and he was found out. Phil, Phil said, wait, wait, hold on. I'm, I don't I'm, have pubes. I don't have pubes anymore. I'm bald <laughs> down there. What's happening?
1: I get waxed, so.
0: <laughs> I have a Brazilian. Go ahead.
1: He was able to rig up a radio out of stuff he found laying and around it at all Phil's house. But so, no, but so when Phil... Phil starts pounding on was, Shut up up hey, there. Hey,
2: I know you're up there, but just like keep it down.
1: So when Phil was gone, he could listen to the news and stuff like that yeah. the radio. So that was his, his only entertainment. So on October seventeenth, 1941, five weeks after he moved into the little attic space, he came down through that hall closet. And thinking, you know, Phil had left to go visit Helen. It was in the afternoon by this time, he went into the kitchen and he was making coffee. And he open up the icebox to see what little bits of nibbles he could get. How <laughs> humming a
0: song. Duh, 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 turns he around.
1: Turned around, and Phil Peters oh my God. is walking into the kitchen. Phil hadn't gone to the hospital. He was just taking a nap. And when he heard Theodore in the kitchen, he came in to see what the noise was.
0: He got lazy. Oh, he got... um lazy <laughs> Yeah. No, careless, yes. yeah.
1: So Theodore said, Theodor said he had thought about what he might do if something like this happened. And in a split second, he had to, to figure out what to do. There was an old, like an antique pistol. Either, I've read different reports. One, he carried it with him. Another one was that it was hanging on the wall in the kitchen. Hanging on the wall. Like <laughs> you do. Jesus. But so he, you know, I don't think it worked. It was an antique, but he used it to hit Phil Peters on the head. And so Phil, I think he fell down, but he got up and his head hurt and it was bleeding. But he went into the dining room to call the police and, you know, Theodore heard him dialing the phone. So he followed him in there, hit him again in the head with the gun. And actually broke the handle of the gun. Jesus. I don't know what it was made out of, but... And then Mr. Peters fell to the floor and Theodore believed he was unconscious. Theodore went back to the kitchen because, you know, he had turned off the stove. And he was still hungry. Yeah. And then he heard a phone dialing again. And Mr. Peters had managed to get back into the bedroom and still bleeding... A lot from his head. He was trying to call the police. While Theodore was in the kitchen, he grabbed an an iron stove tool and went to the bedroom. Like his dad
0: used to sell. Go on. Yeah.
1: Hit Mr. Peters on the head again and then just kept hitting and hitting and hitting. Okay. 37 times. Ted. He hit him. That's too much. Blood splattered the ceiling, the carpet, the walls, essentially caved in Mr. Peters' head. Jesus. And he was dead. Well, yeah.
2: Good God.
0: Mm.
1: So mm. Theodore had a little bit of time to figure out what to do. He wiped off the tool, put it back, and
0: <laughs> left all the blood spurted throughout the room.
1: Yep. Locked <laughs> all the doors. What's the point of
0: wiping off the tool?
1: His fingerprints.
0: Okay, wipe that part and off stuff. and then leave it next to the body. You want to put it back? Come on, relax, Dad. Well, went and mm-hmm. got his mandolin
1: <laughs> and went back up to the attic.
0: I'll be safe in my hidey hole. Uh
1: Later that day, when Phil didn't show up at the neighbors across the street for dinner, Mr. and Mrs. Ross wondered, you know, where's Phil? So Mrs. Ross... He can't feed
0: himself. (laughs) I'm worried, Harold.
1: Well, and they looked and the house was dark. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. dusk-ish. They eat early, I Mm -hmm. guess, when you're a retiree. So he went, or so she went to the house and, you know, knocked on the door and there was no response and she could see that there were no lights or anything on in the house. And uh, she tried the doors and windows, everything was locked. And another neighbor was walking by and she said, Hey, you know, can you come help me? So they go around the back and they figure out how to get a window open. They like pry it open. It was locked, but they were able to pry it open and get inside and um, the first person to go in, I've also read differing accounts of who it is, the woman that got through the window, or a man somehow. But somebody, one of those neighbors. Uh, send
0: the w- women first. Send her in there. Do a possible crime scene.
1: Sees a trail of blood through the house, because you know he was bleeding in the kitchen, bleeding in the dining room. I and, see blood. And keep the walking, bedroom. Martha. Let's get some more information. <laughs> I'll be right out here. And finds his dead body. Good God screams and they call the police the police respond like three squad cars come on over they search the house from top to bottom they notice all the doors and windows are locked you know except for the one that the ladies got through Mm -hmm. but it was locked before they got through it and you know there was no evidence on the outside of any sort of break-in whatsoever and they're searching the house and they can't find any evidence of the murderer because initially they think there was no way out. He's still got to be here, yeah. mm-hmm. but they can't find anybody. And in their search, they notice the little trap door to the attic in the closet and they kind of pushed on it. But it seems that it was shut pretty tight. Yeah, it it didn't, lying it on didn't it,
0: open. Sweating,
1: And it was only like eight inches by 15 inches in, um whatever <laughs>
0: Measurements? yes in, in diameter size, that's size. Not diameter in
1: size okay. but so it too small they figure for an adult no one could fit to review. get through you. yep so they just dismissed that and at first you know they suspected this was a robbery you know gone wrong
0: yeah, eight inches that's yeah yep. he' was able to squeeze through eight inches
1: mm-hmm Jesus so first they think it's a robbery but over the next few days i mean they see like how much cash he had on hand like Mm. either on his dresser or in his wallet or something like that like 24 dollars, and then they find
0: seven million dollars today in today's currency that's
1: a lot (laughs) like some kind of dividends i don't know if they were checks that needed to be cashed or something i don't know and and then you know throughout the next few days they keep coming back and finding more little Stashes of cash The police do? Yeah Stashed around the house Up to like $400 Oh wow And there were other valuables Just kind of like Casually put away Like you know Your watch on the dresser And your you know Your wedding ring Or whatever So if it was a robbery There were things That were easy enough To find And they also figured This guy had time To clean off the weapon And put it away You know He wasn't Trying to get out of here In a rush Escape Mm -hmm. in a rush He must live in the attic (laughs) Well, he could have taken all the valuables and the money that was around. So they they decided it wasn't a robbery. Mm -hmm. So then they tried to investigate, did he have any enemies? Did anybody hate him? Who would have, you know, disliked him enough to want to kill him? And friends, neighbors, old workers, co-workers and stuff, nobody, everybody liked him. Mm -hmm. Couldn't think of any reason why anybody would want to kill him. So they did figure out what the murder weapon was. It did have some little spots of blood on it. So they did take it and have it analyzed as much as they could in 1941. I guess they did look for fingerprints back in that day. Mm -hmm. But like I said,
0: Blood type, right? That's the best they can do. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. He had wiped it off. But it's
0: going to be Phil's blood anyway. So Yes,
1: there were no fingerprints. And yeah. So they were at a standstill. They didn't know what, what to make of it. In the meantime, Helen is released from the hospital.
0: And she had to clean it up uh, herself.
1: And she finds out. I mean, she obviously found out while she was in the hospital. <laughs> Don't tell her. <laughs>
0: that her husband She'll was She'll out she's the chalk outline <laughs> on the room floor.
1: She sure did spend a long time in the hospital with broken hips. Broken hip, man. Yeah,
0: man. man. Back then, they hospitalized the shit out of you. Appendix, you were in the hospital for like a day, right? Which was ridiculous. A day? I was in the hospital for like three days. days. And you milked the shit out of that. I did not. It was their decision. Back then, six months.
1: (laughs) Well, we should ask my mom because she was in the hospital with appendicitis or appendix removal. She was probably there for a week. I'll bet you. How about a
0: broken hip? She ever have broken hip? She hasn't had one of those yet. Let's break her hip and find out.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, well, it's not nineteen forty one anymore.
0: Let's go back in time, break her hip, find out.
1: Well, yeah. She returns home from the hospital February first, nineteen forty two. How long has she been in there? Since September. Oh,
0: gosh, Lord. Okay.
1: okay. Come on, yeah, what? I know. That's happened. my
0: point. She's hugely milking it. I don't want to get back. And he was killed um October. October. Uh-huh. Oh, so she's She's doing that on purpose. She's Yeah. Back,
2: maybe she became home, hysterical. Like that. Yeah. And but she's tri- in the hospital.
0: she's in the hip hospital. Yeah, because they had hospitals that were that specific thing. <laughs> but she's in the hospital for the hip that entire time. Or Is there maybe a psychological thing it, going on? There?
1: I don't. It doesn't say that. It just says <laughs> she's released from the hospital. There had to be had something. To be. Well,
0: she kept re-breaking her hip because she didn't want to go home. Yeah.
1: Because Phil's not there, she needs some help. So
0: these people cannot take care of themselves. She <laughs> has.
1: Somebody come to be—I don't know—I've uh, read nurse or friend, but she has somebody who comes and is there with her during the day, and then somebody comes and spends the night okay. with her.
0: And this sounds like a perfect situation. Why can't Theodore take care of her? as a win-win. I don't—I don't. This solves itself, Gary. Uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I mean, just like a nurse kind of situation. Poor Helen, living there anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true. Poor Helen can't catch a break. She falls again and breaks her other hip. Oh my god. So she's le- gonna be in the hospital for two years. At least. So she ends up in the hospital again. Of course she does. I think she was pushed. But for this time, not quite as long. She's able to come home in April of nineteen forty two. So That's just a, a couple one. of months.
0: Just a couple Jesus.
1: I know. Could you imagine? No. But so
2: this whole time he's in the he's staying yes. there.
0: Yep. How, okay, now how is he he's gonna have to get food for himself, presumably? No one's stocking the fridge, so he's got to go well, outside and get food, hasn't he?
2: For the months she was gone, I guess, yeah. But while well, she
0: was there. Two months. St- okay, so they restock in February, right? I don't he, know. From October 17th to February, he's got to fend for himself food-wise unless they had a gigantic larder, and he mm-hmm. is just pecking away. Larder. I don't know. I'm trying to use old-timey <laughs> words. <I noticed. laughs> they had nice an bucks and a larder.
1: Well, so anyway, she comes home, and again, she has help. Somebody during the day and somebody during the night. I
0: actually want to know what's going. On, how he did feed himself during that time. He must have gone to the store, right? Which is no reason he couldn't. He just had to make sure he maybe, I don't know, comes back and isn't seen when he's going back into the house.
1: I don't think he went to the store. How is he living then?
0: Is he eating? Oh my God, he's eating cockroaches and mice. <laughs> maybe. Oh, it's like full-on Steve McQueen in Papillon.
1: You don't think somebody could live for two months off the food in our pantry?
0: Um, it would be more than that. A, no. A, Maybe. Be six months. They didn't have. What I wouldn't think there. There must have been
2: cans of food.
0: Yeah, but or something. Who I think okay. That then they come back and she knows who ate all my food.
1: Those are the days when you know you have can or you know people can fruits and vegetables and. She probably them in the didn't larder. think about it. She I, didn't
2: know. She had no idea what
1: the food supply was. Maybe she thought Phil was making his own dinners.
0: I'm going to do a scientific analysis of the amount of calories the human being would take <laughs> <me> during that <laughs> okay. time, the amount of food that could have fit in the average 1941 larder. And uh, I'll
1: figure it out. Go okay. Uh, Go do that. But so the women in the house, Helen and her caregivers, mm. they keep hearing weird noises. And they keep noticing little bits of food are going missing. Mm
0: now they're noticing.
1: And things are kind of out of place. And
0: we had 6 months of food stock when I left the hospital, now we have none.
1: <laughs> Here and there in the house. Well,
0: that'd be nerve-wracking. So they're hearing like noises mm-hmm. up in the attic and noticing food. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that would, is that's scary. You would but you would never think, hmm, is someone living in the attic and eating my food? You'd just think No, you would.
2: We have mice or yeah. maybe there's, you know,
0: we would, because we have odd in the attic and now this story. I know. So we, if I ever saw food missing, I'm going to assume someone's living in our house.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I wouldn't, because there are other people in this house. So if there's food missing, Emma ate it. I right? did eat oh, it. Emma. Did or eat or it. if something's moved around, you know.
0: So the nurses are blaming each other. Somebody
1: else picked something up.
0: I did not eat the last piece of cake, Helen.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. They think it's weird. And, they, it, and it, they seem to think that they hear noises in the walls. And one of the women swears that she hears something that sounds like soft footsteps mm. in what should be an empty room.
0: Ghost. News- i go with ghost.
1: Yeah. Newspapers are missing from the front porch that she had seen.
0: Now he's just getting brazen. Yeah. Let them read the paper first.
1: Yeah. If she leaves out a tray of food... For Helen. Oh, my God. And then, you know, things are missing from the tray or things are moved around on the tray. And Helen says, what? What tray? I didn't need I didn't need that food. Huh. So things like that. So they do call the police hmm. and, you know, they come and check and they, you know, they don't see anything. They're super freaked out. And of course, the, the lady that's there in the evening, she hears things, too. And so they're reporting these things on a regular basis that, you know, there's weird, weird noises and stuff. So they basically think the house is haunted Mm. and they're very freaked out. Eventually, one of the ladies sees somebody in the house, a scary figure in the stairway. She calls the police and so, of course, they come and they search everything. He's gone back up into the attic. They can't find anything. So they're super scared. The police kind of hang out and keep an eye on the house for like the next two days, and they don't see or hear anything. They probably no. think these ladies are a little yeah. crazy.
0: So he holds up. He knows the police are down there. He just mm-hmm. he's going to spend two days in yeah. the attic, nonstop. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Imagine.
1: I would. I would go insane. Uh. So within like the next couple of weeks, the caregivers are done. They think the house is haunted, and they're out of there. Helen.
0: Man, I she's got two bad hips. Well,
1: nice. Helen's son, the one member who lives in Grand Junction, mm-hmm. he had come and visited her a couple of times. And after she got out of the hospital and in between, I guess her hospital stays and he'd been trying to get her to come live with him in Grand Junction anyway. So now that she doesn't have any help, he basically says, Mom, you know, you got to come. So she moves.
0: Don't worry, they have a Denny's. You'll be fine.
1: This is (laughs) Denny's. So by this time, it's June 1942. Mm -hmm. So she goes to live with... It's like right
2: before you guys were born? Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) My dad's face. I'm just
1: kidding. Your grandmother was only... A few years old. I know. Mm. I'm She's just old.
0: Fighting Nazis.
1: <laughs> yes. No, the Japs, because she was on <laughs> the oh, West Coast. Nice, nice job. Here, <laughs> Mom, you, can't, you have to cut <laughs> that Jesus out. Christ, you can't say word. that. That's what she used to call them. I'm sure
0: she did. She also said colored. We don't, this doesn't she make did okay. not. I'm 100% sure she did.
1: I'm 100% sure she did In didn't.
0: the 40s, when she said African American. <laughs>
1: no, they literally were not ever talked about because they didn't exist in her little corner of the world okay, what sure. nazis weren't talked about no no oh black people oh but <laughs> didn't she, exist in she, Washington. Oh, she said the the
0: n-word hard r
1: but japanese people were because of pearl harbor mm-hmm. and my mom was afraid of japanese people a little bit paranoid and racist mm-hmm. yeah
0: and now she's made a racist daughter who she was the four
2: right years four old four-year-olds can be racist
1: yeah they're the, some of the most racist was, people yeah. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: kidding. Our grandma's not racist. No, she's
1: not. So anyway, where was I? What was I talking about? You are talking about using Oh, June 1942. <laughs> Helen moved to Grand Junction. So, so she cut off the, the yeah. utilities. To the house, no electricity, no gas, no water, nothing like that. Damn. I know. So think about poor Theodore now. She wasn't poor Theodore. About it. Yeah. Well, she's kind of selfish. Uh-huh. <laughs> she
0: is attic living murderer, Theodore. Yeah. Is needs water and because I mean he
1: stinks enough how it is. I know. He needs. He doesn't have that anymore. Nope. Damn. The neighbors are still keeping an eye on the house, and they keep noticing weird things like the window blinds changing positions. Hmm. And, you know, they it's, it seems like they see somebody walking, you know, across a window, even though it's dark. And they notice a weird smell mm. coming from the house.
0: Yeah, because he has no water.
1: So mm. they keep reporting these things to the police. Every time the police come out, I mean, Helen must have left them a key because they regularly go in and search the house for the ghost or the, the killer or whatever. The
0: ghostesses. I don't think they know how ghosts work. Yeah. Well, they hey, never find anything. Ghosts, we're coming in. I don't understand. Where'd the ghosts go?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so finally, they've been getting enough calls about it. The police chief assigns two detectives Jeez. to the house, Roy Bloxham and Bill Jackson, and he tells them, go watch the house for five days. So they go, and they watch the house five days. 24 hours a day for five days. And of course, during those five days, nothing happens. Yeah. So then they just go back to what they had been doing, is just you know kind of... Patrolling that street more often but every now and then they would stop and go in the house and look around and you know never see anything unusual so then finally uh, so this was like a month or more on July 30th 1942 on their regular patrol they drive by the house decide to go inside and take a look while they go in the house they hear a noise from upstairs mm. so they go up the stairs and they go into the to the Back storage room, and they see the the trap door up to the closet, and two legs <gasps> hanging down. Somebody hanging going down? up in because oh, like he's disappearing. Yeah, he's on his way up there. One of them climbs up, you know, runs up there as quickly as he can, and grabs one of the legs. Wow! And pulls him out and down onto the floor, and it's this skinny, emaciated paley you know pasty skinned man with long matted hair yeah. clothes cool. that were basically rotting on him oh, God. falls down to the floor he could have stolen some of and Philip's i guess he didn't clothes. smell good i know that's what i was thinking okay. too
0: well I, even though they're four sizes too big so it's better than Still. exactly
1: well i think his clothes were too big for him too mm-hmm. because where do i have it he weighed 75 pounds. Oh, God. <gasps> so
0: he wasn't eating very well. Correctly, no.
1: Correct. He was 5'10". 75
0: pounds. And weighed so he's like, 75 literally pounds. literally like a prisoner
1: of war. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. So the detectives, you know, arrest him, take him to the station. He tells them his name is Matthew Cornish. <laughs> okay.
0: He still had, you know, he, he kept this whole time, his imagination.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he had come to Denver from Tonawanda City, New York. God, I like him. I'm, he's, I'm he's back. Creative. I'm back on his side now. Where he worked. Philip
0: yeah. had lived a long life. In yeah. advertising.
1: In advertising. He, he was an oh advertising my God. <laughs> And But he was only able to keep up with his story for a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> just until after... He ran out
0: of fake things to say.
1: Just until after they'd fed him a hamburger and a, uh, some apple pie and coffee. When he immediately died. He shouldn't
0: have that much food. <laughs> no. Especially greasy stuff. Oh, my God. Give him a cracker. Just well, one cracker. Build and that's him up. Enough.
1: Yeah. Then he admitted that his name was Theodore Edward Conies. And he gave them details about his sad life and how he came to know phil and how he came to kill phil oh. so he confessed everything in fact he said quote everything would have been all right and phil peters would be alive today if he hadn't caught me robbing the icebox so it's
0: kind of phil's
1: fault yeah it's he don't blame the victim yep he said it was him or me hmm. wow. so uh so Obviously, by this time, the police knew where he had been hiding the whole time, so they send their smallest officer, <laughs> Fred Zarno, up into the attic. He immediately vomited Ew. because of the smell. Oh, Ew. Theodore had been collecting his waste. Oh, my God. I wondered
2: about that. And well,
1: just, uh... hadn't bathed. How would you not just... In a very long time. Why would you have to collect your waste? He's gone. I don't gone. Know. Yeah.
0: They're gone. Oh, my Lord. Well, well I guess... Well, the water, the water was water turned off, off
1: once she uh, left. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but she left in June. Yeah. So a month. I mean, it's a month, but... You know what? I know. wasn't
0: able to do it because... That's a long time. Once it was Helen and the two nurses, they weren't gone. There, oh, someone yeah. was always there.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I
0: couldn't like leave a dump in the toilet. Was that me?
1: Mm-hmm. I thought I, Yeah. God damn it, nurses! Flush the toilet. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. So anyway, kind of gross. And disgusting. so disgusting. So Officer Fred said a man would have to be a spider to stand it up there uh, long. Damn. There we go. Title. Yep. What's so the title? a reporter heard Spider. this <laughs> and started calling him the Denver Spider Man.
0: That's funny because Spider Man wasn't a, a thing yet.
1: Wow! Actually, oh. before that, why don't I have it in here? I don't know. I meant to say, dang it! They caught because before they caught him, and after Phil had died, you know, because it's it's been a while. The newspapers were calling it like the 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 Denver Ghost. Slayings or something like that. Oh, because Because, this is the history of how he was killed. Yeah. Okay. So it was like the Denver ghost slaying house or something like that.
0: That's kinda better actually.
1: Yeah. Well now it's the Denver Spider Man house. So he said he stayed in the attic because it was the first time he had a place of his own. A
0: place that was four by eight by three Mm -hmm. loaded with shit.
1: Yes. Disgusting. That you couldn't
0: leave. No. But a short time during each day.
1: He'd spent most of his time in homeless camps. So he said it was miserable hot in the summer and my feet froze in the dead of the winter in that attic. But it was all part of the price i was willing to pay i, I, feel I like can't tell you than that. Yeah. why i stuck it out i guess it was mostly because it was a world all my own hmm. he had his radio and his light bulb and uh. he was happy i guess i don't know he said now, honestly
0: he, he could have robbed him and had 400 bucks yeah and in that day and age i could have set him you know yeah become a salesman in tonapa yeah well, who knows
1: tonawanda the limit Well, yeah, I mean, he might not have known where the money was, but but
0: still he would have plenty of time. Yeah. Whatever money he can get Mm -hmm. valuables and then, you know, move on. Yeah. I'm actually trying to help him out in terms of his criminal career. I know.
1: (laughs) He wasn't thinking very clearly at that time, though. You know, he might have been slightly freaked out over murdering somebody so brutally. No, I mean, before that. Yeah.
0: Every day he went uh, that Phil went to visit his wife, he could've robbed everything of value in that house and, and left. Yeah. I
1: think he got comfortable though. Yes. And yeah. like you said, he finally had a place. <laughs> I know. So and it was working for him.
0: I <laughs> feng shui the attic, I think it's kinda nice. Of it. it's I think cozy. especially
1: the
2: days when Phil was alive and going to the hospital yeah. and then yeah. yeah. The months between Phil being dead and Helen, is that her name? Yeah. Helen coming back. That was probably like paradise because yeah. he probably Cause, did have enough to eat. Yeah, yeah. At that point when
0: Helen was gone and uh, Phil was Phil was dead, he yeah got he's, the place yeah. to himself. Although
1: yeah, he did have to be careful though because clearly there were neighbors yeah. that were paying attention. Yeah, yeah. So, so, neighborhood watch, one yeah. of the first ones. Yeah, so he said he would go he would go downstairs and look out the windows and watch the postman come by, and nobody had ever written to him in over twenty five years, so he hated everybody.
0: Oh, because no one written wrote to him mm-hmm. who did not know him or where he was. Because he
1: didn't have any friends, he didn't have any family, and when he did know people and he was out in society, people mocked him and made fun of him mm. because of his looks.
0: So, are you trying to make a sympathetic? This is sympathetic like a this is like a
2: Joker origin story. Yeah, is it? I is think so. Yes, it is. So. Yes. It exactly is? It.
1: Wait, no, okay. so he said in the in the ten months that he lived. Up there, he only left the house once, because oh. you said like yeah. why he must have gone to the store. No, he literally only walked outside of the house once, and it was at night to scoop up some snow with a toy shovel to fill a pail so that he could have some water. Because this was after Mrs. After Helen had left, mm. so he needed oh, water, he needed yeah. water. Yeah. So I don't know what he'd been doing before before that. Water. He had to be drinking water. Yeah. But she cut off the water.
0: No, after, but that's when he got the snow. Yeah. So he got a pail of snow. But that he only was left for once. A month.
1: And she was... <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
1: So he said it was a nightmare. And he only felt relief after the police yeah. caught him. And yeah, he knew that he couldn't live like that. He had never, ever committed a crime before. Not even a petty one. And he said he knew justice was coming to him, as it should... He said he didn't feel insane. He didn't know if he was crazy or not. (laughs) But he said, if being a damned fool is any sign of insanity, I'm certainly not in my right mind.
0: Uh, I I feel like
1: what a well-spoken yes plea here. Well, but besides all of that, it it was only he only felt sorry for himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he showed no remorse Mm -hmm. for killing Phil. So he was charged with murder. And on Halloween, October 31st, 1942, the jury returned the guilty verdict within 90 minutes. Wow. Well,
0: it, it's pretty clear. Cool. <laughs> a, he confessed. Yes. b He confessed. But there was still a trial. So. Uh, yeah, well, there has to be. Well, yeah. Doesn't
1: there? Because, well, if you plead not guilty, so oh, he yeah. must have pled not guilty. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they did want the death penalty, but he was sentenced to life imprisonment with Physical labor.
0: <laughs> He's not going to be able to do that.
1: At the Colorado State Penitentiary. Unless the physical
0: labor is playing the mandolin.
1: <laughs> well, after the verdict, here's what Theodore said to his lawyer Now I feel safe. I'll have a better home than I've had in years. Yeah, you will. So I guess. Just, he so, was...
0: See, just rob him. Don't kill him. If mm-hmm. you're caught, you got a better home. Mm-hmm. If you're not caught, you got
1: some cash. Yeah. Well, his hard labor, it turns out, in prison was. To be a librarian. That's not hard labor. Um, no. I
2: thought it was breaking rocks. But
0: let's not <laughs> belittle librarians of the world. It is not an easy job.
2: No. You have to know the Dewey Decimal System.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to be patient and quiet. At
1: cool. all times. Well, he managed to live a long life. He died in on May sixteenth, 1967 Jeez. at the age of 84. Good God! And he was buried in an unmarked grave in a nearby cemetery, paid for by the warden yeah. of the prison. They fell in love.
2: He it's was actually. a model prisoner, actually. He
1: probably was. I'm sure he He's was. He weighed su- seventy five pounds. <laughs> super, super. Then, well, I'll post a picture of him in prison, like sitting at a desk with his feet up. He looks at, of average, so really? clearly so he, he gained weight put and on some weight. yeah. Got, yeah, he was eating healthy. regular meals yeah. yeah. and
2: showering yeah. and drinking water.
0: Things like that. Yep, normal people things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> normal people things. He was doing normal people things. That was uh, quite weird. It is weird. It's probably the happiest time of his life was when he was in prison. That with poop in his attic.
0: Really? I don't know. Oh, it was in when he was oh, prison, in prison. Sorry sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, he said that part of his life was a nightmare. Yeah. He was not enjoying it.
0: The weird part is the. Um, falling and fill around and messing with yeah. him. He, he, I can see him like That's touches crazy. the back of his neck and then ducks behind <laughs> a door and it feels like turning around real quick. He's,
1: and, yeah, I mean. Oh, one thing he said he he did do after Helen came home, he would come down at night and watch her sleep. Ew, stand over her bed creepy. and watch Good her sleep. God. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. He, yeah, no,
2: he, there's something
1: yeah, going on. Yeah,
2: no, yeah. no, completely sane person and i don't like words like insane and yeah. you know crazy but your your chemicals aren't 100 percent balanced in your brain if that's something you do agreed
0: no no but you know we <laughs> I was thinking because it actually has kind of sounded interesting <laughs> now
1: sounds cool i'm sure there's you all can live in an
0: attic if you want we have a little bit of it no. right we have an attic don't we yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: Penelope's in there. You're, yeah. per, you're perfectly welcome to live Penelope's there. Penelope's in there. I have a room <laughs> cute little door. You know what? Let's
0: take a room away and make her an attic. <laughs>
2: just to do no. an experiment.
0: See if she can um sneak down and get food. I could. We'll find out, won't we? If you get caught, go to jail. <laughs> in your own home. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so there you have it. That's wow. interesting. Interesting. Denver like, Spider Man. Denver Spider Man.
1: Or the ghost. Or the ghost lane. Well, I think I like
0: ghost lane better. I know. I, d- it's I, a better name.
1: Did I delete that out of my notes? I don't know, I don't know what the fudge happened to it.
0: Fu- what wa- the language? Wow, mom. Wow, so you're willing to say Asian ethnic slurs, but not the F word. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, for mom. Us about the Spider-Man.
1: You're welcome. Okay.
2: Tell them where to find I was going to say
1: this episode <laughs> might not have an explicit rating.
0: Uh, yeah, it will.
1: Oh. I, I, would. Said
0: a, I said a naughty word
1: earlier. Oh, we, dang we
2: it! Usually, we should just always put an explicit. Yeah, I, I do.
1: Okay, <laughs> saying fuck a lot. Well, now it has an explicit <laughs> rating. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Emma. Thanks a lot, man. I don't give a fuck. Okay, well, hey, if you guys want to <laughs> access us on the internet it, hey. <laughs> and social media, we are at Weird World Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Gmail. And World World Pod on Twitter. Oh, and also World World Podcast on Patreon.
0: And ALL.com.
1: Give us money. Thank you. You can uh, r- rate us with five stars.
2: Rate, review,
1: subscribe. And review us. I assume you already subscribed to us because okay. you're listening to us. But, you know, tell a friend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Thanks.